All right, welcome back to One True Podcast. Uh, with me, as always, is my good friend John Werner. Johnny, how we doing? Hey, Bryce. Good morning. <laughs> hey, Bryce. It's the AM. <laughs> <laughs> Golly, man, you need some caffeine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And with us, uh, he was on our he was on the pod last year about this same time uh, when Iowa State was coming down to Waco. But with us is Randy Peterson of the Des Moines Register. Randy has done fifty years at the Des Moines Register. Congratulations! Great, I've got the white hair to show it. <laughs> Did they at least uh, you know do anything cool for your anniversary? My anniversary actually is. December 12th, okay, something along those lines. And I hear through the grapevine that um, there's Gannett or the register or somebody is working together with my daughters and I'm not supposed to know anything about it um, <laughs> for something. So I don't, I don't know. And I've told my daughters, I said, I want to, I want to stay out of it. I've got football and basketball to, to uh, about which to concern myself. So I want to stay out of it. But but um, John, it's nice to see you can wake up. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm wide awake for this. So, uh, but, uh, oh, I love yeah, it. No, I've been blessed. I, I, you know, I like we all have in this business. The, the end it's so long. We've all been blessed. Yes. Yeah. Right, well, congratulations. I was thinking about it uh, collectively because Johnny, you've been in the business. You were at the Brazosport Facts before the trip, but you've been at the trip for forty. 40 years. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm 10 behind Randy. <laughs> Just a yeah. kid. So collectively, <laughs> we've got about, I don't know, 120 years in the business. So we, this, this may be the uh, grumpy old man version of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I think uh, we've all been called that a time or two. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, we're not grumpy. Uh, no, not at all. So, Speak for yourself, Bryce. All right. (laughs) Uh, So, guys, this does set up as a pretty interesting Big 12 opener for both Iowa State and Baylor. And last year, at the same time, it was plenty intriguing in Waco. Uh, The then unranked Baylor Bears uh, knocked off the 14th-ranked Cyclones, 31-29. to Now those positions are kind of flipped. Uh, Baylor is um, the ranked team. Iowa State is the unbeaten, un- unranked team. Do you see the Cyclones flipping the script on the outcome? I I can see it. I I, I really can. Just the way Iowa State's um, been been playing, and I guess I base that off of just off, off of one game essentially. Um, because Southeast Missouri and Ohio certainly weren't weren't any tests at all. But the way Iowa State played at Iowa, um, it, it, it was, yeah, okay, sure, it was only 10 to 7 victory for Iowa State. But in the fourth quarter, between the third and the fourth quarters, Iowa, Iowa State, the, and you guys, everybody's heard about it by now, it, it's this. 22, 21 or 22 played 99 yard drive that lasted 12 minutes, six for six on third downs. No, obviously no turnovers, no, no, even no fumbles, even that Iowa state recovered, um, you know, their own fumbles that they recovered um, against a defense and Iowa defense that, that um, 
you know, we believe is pretty good here in, in, in this state. Iowa's offense certainly has leaves something to be desired. But, um, yeah, against a defense that's supposed to be very good, and, and, you know, I would even argue that once Iowa State gets done playing Baylor, that Iowa State will have played its two best defenses it's going to play all year. So, so given, given that, um, yeah, I can, I can see ways – for Iowa State to win to win this game, um, um, it's going to be. You, know, you guys know better than I. It's it could be a last possession game, mm. um, but uh, Matt Campbell's done a good job of keeping these Iowa State guys very grounded. Um, and it's interesting. Last year at this time, there were no expectations, or there there were. I'm sorry, there were huge expectations. For Iowa State, given the fact that they had, you know, the best quarterback in program history, the best tight end in program history, one of the top two or three running backs in program history, they had all these, you know, all these, all these generational guys that were very good, and four of them ended up getting drafted. And what they do, they finish seven and six. This year, those guys are gone. Um, they've got a youth, new guys playing, and. They're three and zero, and they beat Iowa for the first time since Matt Campbell's been here. So I guess, I guess we'll see it eleven o'clock. And you need a wake up call, John. By the way, eleven o'clock. <laughs> yeah, if you wouldn't mind, I'd have really handle that. Here. Okay, yeah, we can handle <laughs> that. Right. I love it. I love it. All right, Johnny, what do you think? You know, I see Iowa State as a very similar team to BYU. Uh, very physical defense. Uh, good quarterback. Good running back. And I think it's going to be a similar game. Of course, that game went into double overtime. Baylor ah. lost 26 to 20. <laughs> at least yeah, it's 11 a.m. By least. the way, Randy, I got out of the press box at 2.45 a.m. Uh, I set a personal record. Oh, my God. Dude, dude, last week at the Iowa game, and I don't cover Iowa, they had all they had a ton of rain delays against, I don't know, whoever they played. And, and that game got over. Because of the of the lightning delays, that game got over. It got over at like one forty five. Mm. I mean, so yeah, I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, but anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's going to be really interesting. Uh, Baylor, uh, Coach Rand has mentioned this. Their offensive line needs to get better. Uh, he wants to wants them to play with more of an edge. Uh, Richard Reese, their freshman running back, looked great last week. So I think he's probably going to be featured again. Um, but I think Baylor's going to have to get better at forcing turnovers defensively. That's something they really did well last year. And uh, so far, they've only forced two fumbles. So uh, it, it's going to be a really hard road game for Baylor. And uh, I'm still kind of going back, back and forth on who I'm going to pick. But I, I think it'd be a, a down-to-the-wire kind of game. Yeah, I agree with both you guys. Uh, I was going back and looking at my column from last year's game just to refresh my memory about the game. I remembered the score, but not much else. And and then I was reading the column and remembering how Tristan Ebner for Baylor was really big in that game uh, in, on special teams. Of course, uh, he's with the Chicago Bears now. Baylor has several other guys from that team who are – in the NFL, just like Randy was talking about with Brock Purdy and Brees Hall and those guys. So you got you do have a lot of new faces. But what I was thinking about was, you know, that game for Baylor back then, because 
my, the, the kind of the gist of my column was we didn't really know how good these guys were. And I think they proved they were pretty good. And uh, it was a proving game for Baylor. And they went on to win the Big 12 championship. I kind of get the sense that this, it, it may be a, a similar situation for Iowa State. Uh, you know, if they can knock off Baylor, uh, they've already proven, you know, they're good against Iowa. Uh, I did wonder, Randy, that drive, have they have they called it the drive now? I mean, you know, is that what it's called <laughs> yeah. in Iowa? I, yeah, we're not too creative up here. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's, so far we've just we've – had, we've got the drive. I mean, yeah, yeah. we had, we had uh, Brock Tober. With with when Brock Purdy was here, because I think he only lost one or two games in the month of October. But uh, nice. um, yeah, I, I think we we were, we're just sticking to um, to the drive. But uh, yeah, Bryce, I I agree with you that the in that situation that you set up last year, these role these um, the it has it has flipped. Mm-hmm. Um, Iowa State, sure, if if Iowa State should win. On 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 Saturday, and if and if Baylor can block a kick, that I would think about that heavily because Baylor because Iowa State's had three kicks blocked already this year. <laughs> mm. um, but yeah, this would be flipping. This would be very similar to what you wrote last year going into that game. It's a proving grounds for Baylor, and if Iowa State should win, it's certainly a proving grounds for um, for Iowa State heading into what looked like. Heading after this game for Iowa State, heading into what looked like could be, you know, a couple of decent, uh, decent games, um, Kansas and Kansas State. But, uh, you know, I don't we'll see how good Kansas is. I'm not ready to bet the farm on those guys yet, but, um, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, it's definitely in, in, in that respect, it's definitely a proving game or a chance for Iowa State to prove just how good they can be. Yeah. So I don't know if uh, this has been the case for Gannett, but uh, with Lee papers, for whatever reason now, they are really pushing uh, gambling content. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, so this is my one like 10 second little gambling uh, uh, snippet for everyone out there. Bet the under in this game, (laughs) whatever it is. I don't know what it is. Bet the under, uh, which leads me to my next question, which is, uh, so Iowa State's defense has looked great. Uh, you know, has has yet to give up more than ten points in a game in any of the first three games, including that slugfest against Iowa. So, Randy, you've seen this team up close. Um, how does this defense compare to some of Matt Campbell's other teams there? And you know, what is it that they do particularly well? So so far, Bryce, this this team has has stopped the rush. Very, very well, which that's going to be important on Saturday, obviously, continuing that. Iowa State's giving up. I just looked at, checked out the stats here, 60 yards a game rushing. Mm. And granted, that includes Southeast Missouri and that includes Ohio. I get that. Um, but, I, yeah, Iowa State's done a very good job um, on, the, on the rush. Now, um, the secondary has, has done a decent job. It's, it's the, the mid-range passes that Iowa State sometimes, um, the passing into space, into short space, um, that were just vacated by linebackers, for example. Iowa State had some problems um, defending those, but, um, you know, so far nothing's really come up and, and, and bit them because of that. Um, Iowa State's linebackers have played very, very well, too. Um, Colby Reader 
um, a transfer from Delaware, a 25-year-old transfer from Delaware. Um, he's, uh, um, he's got two interceptions already. Um, Anthony Johnson Jr., who switched from corner to safety for his senior year, sixth, sixth year, seventh year, I don't know, with all that COVID stuff, I kind of lose track. But um, he got his first interception last week. After and I, I, I had somebody figure this out for me in the Iowa State Sports Information. After almost three thousand career snaps, he had his first interception. Mm. Um, so and I thought his teammates were gonna were gonna hurt him on the sidelines. <laughs> but uh, Iowa State's defense, I would I would say primarily though Iowa State's rush defense has been has been very good. And and granted, they've not played a quarterback like Shapen like I, I think Shapen can be either. So. Um, you know, we'll just have to see if that keeps up and see what John Hickok's scheme is against against Shapen. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so it could be, uh, you know, one of those 10 to 7, you know, kind of games. We'll see. Uh, you, usually when we you think it's going to be that kind of game, it it, uh, it turns out completely the opposite. But but certainly with these two defenses, it, it shapes up as that kind of game. And. It could be, you know, who knows, uh, a defensive score, a special teams play that really makes the difference in this game. I mean, I could I could see that being the case. And John mentioned it. Baylor's defense has been really solid again. Um, however, they've got this little thing they, they're hanging their hat on this year. They're calling robbers and jackers. And that really hasn't blown up because they haven't been creating a lot of turnovers. Uh, last year's team, as John noted, that was a major strength with the likes of Jalen Petrie, who's now playing for the Texans. JT Woods is now playing for the Chargers. Those guys were turnover machines, weren't they, John? Oh, yeah, for sure, Bryce. Uh, yeah, those guys just had a real knack for it. Uh, Terrell Bernard's another guy you mm-hmm. can throw in there. Uh, yeah, that, that was a big, uh, that's a big factor in, in their 12 and two season, just how many turnovers they forced and how they did it at key times. And that, like I said, that, that's something they, they really haven't shown so far. Yeah, no doubt. So Randy alluded to the Jayhawks earlier. Uh, so personally, whatever skepticism I had about them was somewhat brushed aside, uh, when they went down to Houston, beat uh, a ranked Houston Cougar team, 48 to 30. Clearly they can put some points on the board. So uh, what do you guys think about Lance Flypold's team? Is it a bowl team? I mean, they're halfway there already. <laughs> well, I, I'm going to say I'm a, I'm highly impressed. <laughs> really? Especially what they did against Houston. I mean, man, that was quite a show they put on. Uh, yeah, they've been really good. And uh, I, I've looked at their next few games here. They've got Duke at home, Iowa State at home, and TCU at home. So they could potentially be a bowl game, by a, a bowl team by October 8th. You're now, saying they sweep those games? I'm not saying they will, but I, I think they have a chance in each of them. Yeah. Uh, af- after that, it gets really tough. Uh, so, yeah, I'd say they need to make hay, <laughs> uh, <laughs> as they say, might say in the Midwest. Um, <laughs> I would say they they need to do very well the next few weeks to, to have a shot. Dude, I think I think what – 
Lance Leipold has done has done um, would be is going to be very translatable to what to what he will do next year at Nebraska. <laughs> there, put the heat on him now instead of instead of uh, um, instead of uh, uh, I was going to say Hoiberg instead of Matt Campbell. Um, and I'm kidding about that. I, I 100 right. kidding about that. But but um, that that job they that he's done there. I mean, it's, it's, we all, everybody thought of, obviously thought of Kansas as a basketball school. And right now they're, they're starting to think about basketball season in years past, but uh, Mm -hmm. I've got, I've got a niece who, um, who lives in right up here in central Iowa and she graduated from KU. She was a rower and, and she's never been much of a huge football fan, but, but she's just really on the bandwagon. I mean, that just shows me that, that, um, yeah, I mean, there were there were there were times that that Iowa State would play at Kansas, and there'd be more Iowa State fans than than Kansas fans. I don't I don't suspect that'll be the case in a couple of weeks, but uh, um, you know, yeah, it's, just, it's weird to have Kansas versus Duke, and it be uh, yeah a football <laughs> game, right? Is it Duke unbeaten? What? I don't. I mean, that's right. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, we've got a classic basketball matchup on the football field. Right. Right. Um, yeah. They, they'll, they'll just play it at Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Randy, you mentioned your niece, but uh, we had a writer who has since passed away here at the Trib, uh, who was a big Kansas. She was a Kansas graduate and a Kansas. Like, what would you say, John, super fan? Like, she was the most uh, – I, I actually said when she passed away, I said that uh, that she was a bigger fan of Kansas athletics than anybody I've ever seen on anything. You know, she just – like, she wore the blue lipstick, and uh, she would be going crazy right now, wouldn't you say, Johnny? Yeah, yeah, even for football. Yeah. Yes, even for football. She was – it was mostly basketball with – with Hoppa, but, uh, yeah, she was, uh, yeah, certainly, um, she would be, you know, so I can't help but think about that, but, uh, so out in Lubbock this week, um, Texas tech announced that it would have its first sellout since 2018. I was a little surprised that, that they haven't had any, uh, sellout since then, but, um, they have sort of cycled through coaches, um, so the Red Raiders welcome number 22, Texas, in what will likely be the Longhorns' last trip to Jones Stadium out there in Lubbock in probably a long, long time. Um, so this is a series that historically has been dominated by the Longhorns, not even really historically recently. Uh, they've won 11 of the last 13 meetings. And I found this interesting. So Tech has not won over Texas in Lubbock since 2008. Now, granted, it's every other year, but but they go to Lubbock. But uh, what do you guys think? Does that streak end on Saturday? Does Joey McGuire's team get it done? I don't. I don't see that happening. Um, and I, I I was blown away when I saw that stat about Texas Tech and and the sellouts. You guys have been to Lubbock more than I have, probably. Mm. What is there else? What else is there to do with Lubbock? Right, right. <laughs> um, I mean, my gosh. Um, but anyway, um, I, I, I I'm pretty high on Texas. Um, I, I I really am, and I think Sark's got it going there. Um, 
you know, as good as they are this year, I think, I think he's, he's got a wonderful recruiting class and granted, they've got more money than God mm. down there and they're, that they're giving those, those, um, those, those student athletes, or not the schools giving the student athletes, but, but uh, the name, image, and likeness of Iowa State lost a basketball player. I mean, Tyrese Hunter, Iowa State's best player, lost him after this freshman year last year to Texas. So, um, you know, and why not? And I think we're just tip of the iceberg of all that stuff. But, but I, I, I do like Texas, and especially if viewers is coming back this this week, which I understand he's practicing. Um, we'll see about that. But Bijan Robinson, I mean, my gosh, um, and the receivers. Um, Matt Campbell said yesterday, a few times yesterday, that Baylor's got is he's very impressed with Baylor's speed. I mean, obviously the, the fastest team that Iowa State will have played this year. Um, but I, you know, in a couple three weeks or whenever it is, I think they're going to run into a similar speedy team like Texas. So I think I think Texas um, um, spoils that uh, that sellout. Mm. Yeah. What do you What do you say, John? That is an amazing stat. <laughs> I mean, I mean, on go on the road and, and, and win and love it all those years. And to me, that's a hard place to play. Um, you know, it's way out there, and uh, those fans are just absolutely rabid. Now, I would say yeah. I would last say year that, they had to move the student body because they were throwing stuff on the Iowa State side. Yeah, off. they had to move the student body out. Yeah, I would say over the top rabid a lot of times, <laughs> um, but but. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm going to take Texas. I, I just think they're they're a pretty good team right now. And uh, to me, Tech's still a little bit unproven, although, you know, they've been pretty good. You know, they beat beat Houston, gave North Carolina State a pretty good game. But, uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'd go with the Longhorns here. Well, I may be the outlier. Of course, this probably – uh, says something about my college picks this season, <laughs> but uh, I may take the Red Raiders in this one. Uh, so this series has been plenty of close games. That's for sure. Even when Texas has won there in Lubbock, it's usually uh, come down to a touchdown. They, they tend to be a little more lopsided in Austin. Tech doesn't play as well in Austin, but those games in Lubbock have been good and have been close. I like the energy that Joey McGuire has brought to that Texas Tech program. Um, John and I, we saw that firsthand here, uh, you know, when he was at Baylor and just, he's just a guy, he's just an infectious kind of guy. I mean, uh, he just draws people in. He has reinvigorated that fan base. I was stunned as well, Randy, about the sellout thing. Um because, yes, you're right, what else is there to do? <laughs> but also, you know, it just – it feels like they've always kind of supported that team. So I was a little surprised that they'd gone that long without a sellout. But um, I don't know. Texas, I agree with you guys. I am – the Alabama game was impressive. There's no question about it. We sat here the week before that game, John, and, uh, and figured it was going to be a bloodbath. <laughs> And Texas showed everyone that they were for real, um, but they're going to have to go and show it again. I mean, that's what, that's what you have to do in conference play. And um, so we'll see. It, I, that's going to be a fun one. And I, to me, maybe the game of the week, I think Baylor, Iowa state's a pretty good one too, but certainly one of the games to watch in the big 12. So uh, 
finally, I always like to close with a little food talk. We are sports writers. <laughs> we call it culinary corner. So, uh, Randy, every time that I've been to Ames, John's been there even more than I have. I've always been extremely impressed with the tailgating capacity of uh, the Iowa State fans. I mean, I think they're next level for sure. So, I mean, you know, you've been there uh, half a century. I mean, uh, <laughs> not to fe- make you feel old, but how does that uh, compare? To, yeah. How does that compare to uh, sort of the other great, like, Midwestern tailgating fan bases like the Packers and the Badgers? Yeah. Um, I know what the, I know what the, I don't, I've never been to Green Bay, so I don't know about that, but I know the, the, you know, the Badgers. That's, that's pretty, um, Wisconsin, that's that's the, the university. I covered the Big Ten for a lot of years also. And that's, yeah, that's pretty off the charts. I mean, if you like brats, the, mm. dude, make a road trip. Um, but the, the, the tailgating, the food experience at Iowa State this Saturday will be interesting. Um, 11 o'clock game, they'll be tailgating at six, or <laughs> probably, probably seven. Probably, they'll probably sleep in like John. Um, they'll probably, they'll start their, their, their fires at, you know, their, their grills going at seven o'clock. And I'm going to be curious to see what they're grilling. Um, you know, usually it's brisket that they, that they um, smoked overnight or, or, um, hot dogs and hamburgers and, and just the typical fare. Um, but I'll be curious to see if it's, you know, bacon and eggs, hash browns, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of concoctions they'll come up with. So that'll be interesting to just walk around and get a different, um, you know, a different perspective of it, but yeah, Iowa State tailgating is is um, it's pretty much off the charts. I think it's yeah, spectacular. Yeah. I love yeah. it when you're walking up to the game, you see them all over the place, and yeah, yeah it's it's awesome. All in one area, essentially. Yeah. Essentially, everybody's in clustered in in one area, which is kind of cool. Yeah, Bryce, I I will say that uh, you know, two years ago, COVID, it was so bizarre walking up through the stadium and no tailgating. I mean, you know, wow, where am I? What's happened here? But, uh, but yeah, it's highly impressive. Uh, I have been to a game in Green Bay in 09. I saw a game in December. Uh, I'll say that Iowa State's tailgating is not quite as massive just because, you know, there's more fans in Green Bay. Uh, but I would say equally passionate yeah, yeah. about it and serious about it. And John, tell the tell the uh, wasn't it Bill Bradley uh, in Ames? <laughs> tell that story real quick. Yeah. So anyway, Baylor beat Iowa State as a defensive battle. It's like oh seven or something like that. Anyway, Jerry Hill, who was the Baylor football beat writer then, he wanted to find Bill Bradley, who was Baylor's defensive coordinator. Coordinator, he couldn't find him in the locker room. So somebody finally directed him to the Iowa State tailgate area, and he was out there uh, tailgating after the game. And uh, Jerry said he got a, a very good interview, very, very loose, honest. Yeah, he interview. was a little. He was a little lathered up, is what you're saying. Yeah, you, you might say that, but I think it was uh, one of the better interviews Jerry ever got. Oh God. Dan McCartney used to go out there after after victories when he was when he was coaching at Iowa State sometimes also. So um, I'd be remiss if I didn't say Kansas City Chiefs. 
that tailgating down there is 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 spectacular too. But yeah, yeah, so. yeah, no doubt. It's going to be an interesting Saturday, yeah. Well, so one year, I'll say this real quick. I think Wisconsin people do it just incredible because one year I, I was uh, – one summer I took the family. We were in Milwaukee, and we went to a Brewers game, and we had toured downtown Milwaukee, went to the museum there and did all oh, that man. stuff. And we were going back to the hotel to kind of get cleaned up before going to this Brewers game at Miller Park. This is several hours before – a regular season baseball game and the tailgaters were already gathered out there in the parking lot. And I'm like, for a baseball game, you know, really? <laughs> I mean, but I think, I think it's just in the blood in Wisconsin, but uh, certainly Iowa state uh, there, they can, they can hold their own and, and the chiefs too. So uh, that's good Midwestern stuff down there. I don't know that uh, we Texans down here, um, it's just too dang hot. <laughs> it's like, let's go find some AC. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I will expect that uh, you guys will probably not file your stories from the tailgating area on Saturday. Uh, we'll see. Okay. We'll see. All right. But enjoy that game. Uh, y'all, uh, y'all have a good one. And Randy, Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on with us for sure. My pleasure. I always enjoy being on with you guys. I can I can laugh. You make me laugh, and and uh, um, yeah, I think we're good together. Thank you so much, guys. All right, appreciate Thank you, it. Andy. Thanks, See guys. You guys.